This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. We want to thank everybody for coming out, especially uh, considering, uh, you know, everything that's been in the news. We just want to thank you for supporting us. Uh, for our folks who are virtual right now, thank you so much. I know y'all can't see me because I'm not quite in camera range. But I'm Tommy B. I'm host of This is the G Podcast. And, um, you know, as we take, let me hear, let me hear your hands right now. We are live and let people know we are live at the Apex at 135 Auburn Avenue. Thank you so much. Uh, again, just want to uh, thank, say thank you to Dan Moore uh, of the Apex Museum. I uh, want to say thank you to Mike Austin, Team Airplay. Y'all give it up for Team Airplay in the building. Yeah. yeah. He can't bring that ice. <laughs> but it's all good. We love you, man. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Is that Mike Glenn in the building, y'all? Y'all give it up for the singer, Mike Glenn. I'm gonna call, we're going to call you up here in a few. But thank you, Mike Glenn, for the support. Thank you so much. And, you know, if there was a hoop outside, you know. Yeah, okay. But I, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Welcome to the G Podcast. Mike Glenn is really here. He's in the building. And I'm an Atlanta native, Hawks all the way. So thank you so much. Um, but but we've got Harold Michael Harvey in the house. Uh, y'all give it up for Harold Michael Harvey. We're going to talk some, some politics. Uh, we're going to have news. Mike Roberts couldn't be here, but he did send us news this week. And uh, But Mike, on the next show that we do, Mike Roberts, if you're an Atlanta native, you know the city of Atlanta. Mike is, is coming out on the next one. Uh, Mike Roberts is a part of our show. We appreciate him. We want to thank uh, our sponsors, Josh and his crew from Hustle Hearted is in the building. Y'all give it up for Josh and his team. And you know what? If y'all got some money in your pockets, make sure you support these guys at Small Black Owned Business. Uh, we're gonna, they're going to be doing stuff with us you know, real soon. We just appreciate, you know, all the love and all the support for, for supporting us on this venture. Uh, Got to say uh, to Clint Rains, State Farm, thank you so much. Uh, the Birdwire Media, again, the one and only uh, Mike uh, Airplay Austin, uh, the house the doc that Mr. Dan Moore built. Y'all give it up for the uh, Apex Museum. And, and you know, before we get started, I, I, I got to say, and I should have my mask on, but y'all, you can't hear. My mask is so thick that it's just like living in LA and smog. I, it's just I, so I'm sorry. I hope everything's okay. I'm my quarantine for about 20 days, but after this, but it's cool. Y'all can keep your mask on. Um, but let's take a moment, y'all, and 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 really uh, take a moment for our friends in Haiti. Uh, you know, this uh, it just seems crazy every time. I remember doing the podcast about a year ago. The same thing happened. The earthquake. May have been a year, two years ago. So just a quick moment uh, for our friends and, and their family, too, as well. Uh, for just a moment for our friends. If you're virtual, let's give a moment for our friends and family in Haiti. Just one moment. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right, y'all. One more time. This is the G Podcast. News, politics, pop culture, that pipe and hot tea from Tanya B. And, and we're going to introduce the panel right now. And I'm going to go ahead and do Tanya. Tanya B is in the building. Y'all give it up. Come on in here. She say I'm giving her the mic like she's in church and going to make announcements. Make sure your mic is on. Don't be the, don't be the lady in church who can't turn the mic on. <laughs> Pastor. Pastor. You see, I got my T.D. Jakes. Uh, hey. yeah, yeah. Okay. 
And y'all make sure uh, catch the bird wire five times weekly. Tell, tell people about the bird wire. The bird wire, I say, is hands down, bar none, the undisputed home of the best new and classic independent music from all around the globe. I dig deep. I go across the pond to London. I support local artists. But the thing is, this is a place where independent artists get their chance to shine. Some of the best music you never heard will be heard on the Birdwire. So if you're an independent artist and your music isn't banjee or ratchet and it's clean, we will mm. definitely support you. And if there's something I can't play, I know somebody who can. All right, y'all give it up for Tanya B in the building. Again, Friday, Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and Saturdays at noon. All right. And, and, and the one and only, our, our inspiration in the building, he's been sweating like, He's the, he's been sweating like he's on Maury today, y'all. Sweating. The one and only, the country commentator. Y'all get up for by in the building. Y'all look yeah. I have known yeah. Vi. How long have I know you, Vi? How long have I know you, man? Hold your mic. Get your mic. <laughs> At least 30 years. About 30 Four. years. We like penitentiary. 35 years. <laughs> they don't know that movie. 16 before that. Uh, anybody know that line? Yeah, you don't. But anyway, Vi, thank you for coming out. And Vi is out of Columbus. Uh, so he drove up here from Columbus. Uh, so y'all give it up for him for driving. Well, actually, yeah. he got a friend in Riverdale, so he didn't really drive up here from Columbus, but still. But uh, Vi is originally from Forsyth, Mary Persons High School. Uh, so y'all give it up for Vi. And Vi's going to have a lot. Vi's also... We're going to talk about Afghanistan and get some thoughts from people just a little bit. Uh, Vi was in Iraq. And you were in military for how long, Vi? About 30 years. About 30 years military. So he's got some good insight, especially if any other vets in the building. So y'all give it up for Vi. Our country commentator. I don't know why we call him. Why do we call him the country commentator? <laughs> You'll find out. <laughs> y'all give it up, y'all, for the one and only. Grab that mic when you come here, Vi. Wyo is in the building. Yeah. Hey, y'all. What's up? Poetic piece. That's right. Yeah, Wyo. I've known Wyo. I know Wyo. How many years? Like 16 years, Wyo? Yeah, it's been a while. And she's the baby on the podcast. Uh, and Wyo, because uh, everything we do when we talk about music, it's like you, Marvin. She's like, I was two. <laughs> <laughs> so every time we talk about Aretha Franklin, well, I was one. Um, but Wyo uh, is, is a poet. Uh, she's an activist in Macon, Georgia, and y'all give it up for her. She drove up here from Macon, Georgia today. Thank you all. And yeah. you got it. You spit. You want to wait to spit some points? You tell me. I'm ready whenever. All right. All right. Hit some. Hit some. Okay. Hit a point. Hit spit. All right. Spit it. Born into this world, and little did we know. Label us a thug, and we're from the ghetto. Money, 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 and we've got to get more. Who's out there that ain't got to get the dope? Boot camp, jail, prison, penitentiary. We're on the plantation, 21st century. Slave master nowadays, it's the po-po. Penal system steps to us and opens his door. One time, two times, three times, four. They send us down the road. We have to work for free. The ghettos where they breed us. Through media, they feed us and teach us how to spend. Only in America, ghetto capital G. We got to pay to play if we're rolling dirty. Promote what that ghetto's supposed to be and spread it all over that damn TV. Why my folks got a hold or I ain't got no bail? Let my people go from these concrete cells and allow our minds to mend. 
Only then can we spread the dividends. What's up, my folk? Got any antidotes to promote what our ghetto is supposed to be? Make money legal? Almost ain't no such thing. No dirt on the money, no profit it brings. Mafia equals me and family in America. Violate that anyone, I'll dare you. I'll make offers that you can't refuse. I'm not here to be abused. Motivated, you can use a part of me. We can trade, build unity. Only in America, ghetto capital G. Y'all give it up. Yeah, yeah. Wyo is in the yeah. middle. All right. Yes. Thank, Thank you, Wyo. Wyo. And Wyo yeah. is every second and fourth Tuesday, if you're ever in Macon. Where are you, Wyo? Overtime Bar and Grill on Pine on the Avenue. And she does an open mic, open mic thing. So you got That's friends right. and family making. Y'all go support Wyo. Thank you, Wyo, thank you so much. Yeah. She's going to make me do my brother to the night. Do it, do it. Yeah, fight the power. Don't make me do that brother to the night. And y'all here, you know, people are looking around, K-Dub, like, what is, what is, where you at? Like, what is K-Dub doing? is our music director, and K-Dub uh, is in Dayton, Ohio. Y'all give it up for K-Dub in the building. Well, not in the building, but he's virtually in the building. K-Dub, and we talked to K-Dub a little bit earlier, but as we taped the show, uh, you know, K-Dub. K-Dub, um, so what's going on musically, man, with you right now? Are you are you doing any any good stuff? Or? Oh, yeah, I've been buried in, in, in the studio off and on trying to uh, re, uh, redirect some young people. And, and I got some new stuff coming for you because I'm tired of hearing the same little commercial music. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, just buried. But I'm getting ready to go back to work. So I'm, 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 I'm tuning in. But, you know, basically studio, 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 always mixing somebody's stuff or editing. So that's what I do. I need to get some for that speech she just laid down. I know. Y'all, yeah. y'all give it up one more time for Y.O. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll be waiting, K-Dub. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, K-Dub, for jumping yes, on today. Uh-huh. And, um, and, and last but not least, y'all, uh, I, I do want to just say thank you uh, to this gentleman. He supported the podcast since we started. We're on our 93rd episode. And and I've always called on him, even last minute, whenever there was a crisis or something, and he's always coming through. Uh, he's an author, a political pundit, a legal advisor, legal pundit, um, but but mainly he's an author. Uh, his recent book is the C.T. Vivian, my C.T. Vivian story. Uh, he's done the freak. Y'all heard of Freaknik, right? Everybody in the crowd. Uh, he was the lawyer who did a lot of pro bono work back in the 90s for a lot of the Freaknik, the folks who were actually arrested because of freak nicks so uh i mean for real i mean they didn't have attorneys they 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 needed help so uh harold michael harvey is here so y'all give it up for harold michael harvey and you can you come come over here have a seat mr harvey and um make sure you're comfortable man because your wife watching so i gotta make sure She told me, she said, don't you mess my husband up. Mr. Harvey, aren't you from that town too? Yes, he is. Yeah, Macon, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm telling you, they ran me out of town about 40 years ago. <laughs> when I was spitting stuff like you just spoke, spat. spat. Yeah, but you, but, but Harold Michael Harvey is is uh, a native of the middle Georgia area. Uh, where was, what was the high school? Y'all tell me. High school was Lanier High School, named after uh, Confederate... Um, War soldier of Sidney Lanier. I uh, integrated at the junior high school in 1965 along with uh, 12 other uh, black boys. Uh, the, the white schools in that town at that time were segregated by not only by race, but by sex. So the white girls went to an all girls school and the white boys went to an all 
boys' school, and so 12 of us went over in ninth grade, and uh, we had a time. Good deal, good deal. But Mr. Girl, Harvey. The girls were at Miller. The girls were at Miller. Uh, of course, we walked by Miller and I went to a here and see the sisters who was over there and uh, everything. Good deal. Well, we're going to talk to you a little bit more. Um, but let me let me get this. We got a little bit of feedback happening here. Um, we're going to go into news. What we do, if you don't listen to the show, if you had a chance to listen to the show, we do news headlines. So what we're going to do is listen to news headlines. On the other end of the news headlines, we're going to come back and talk about some of it. So y'all hang tight. Just hang tight. Check out the news headlines. The other thing is, if you have any comments um, on anything that we say, you know, hang up, hold your hand up. We love uh, your feedback. But thank you for your patience. Thanks for coming out. All you who are checking us out virtually, uh, we'll be right back. And, and this may hit you a little bit, Marvin, because you're sitting on by that speaker. So here we go. News team, assemble! It's time for the Week in News with Syracuse Mike. The Pentagon has announced that all military personnel must be vaccinated for COVID-19. Spokesperson John Kirby on behalf of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. He will request a, a, approval from the president for a waiver to make the COVID vaccines mandatory by mid-September. 66% of all active duty personnel are fully vaccinated already. Vaccinations will be mandatory by September 15th. If the FDA grants full approval for any of the vaccines before that date, the mandate could be earlier. I respect the decision he made. That's the reaction from President Biden following New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's announcement that he will resign. Cuomo was facing impossible odds of retaining his office after a damaging report last week detailing several sexual harassment allegations against him. In my mind, I've never crossed the line with anyone. But I didn't realize the extent to which the line has been redrawn. The governor had lost the support of most high-profile Democrats in the state and was facing impeachment. Cuomo could still face criminal charges. Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul will now become the first woman to lead New York. Tuesday, the Senate passed President Biden's bipartisan infrastructure deal. This bill focuses on traditional projects like roads and bridges and broadband internet. After highlighting his victory, the president also thanked Republicans for joining his fellow Democrats to pass the bill. For the Republicans who supported this bill, you showed a lot of courage. I want to personally thank you for that. And I've called most of you on the phone to do just that. The more than $1 trillion package now goes to the House, where it may take months before they deal with it. The FDA set to approve COVID booster shots for people with weak immune systems. And the CDC is now recommending that pregnant women get vaccinated against COVID-19. They said new evidence shows no increased risk of miscarriage among those who have been vaccinated. There had been concerns raised about possible infertility. Officials emphasized there was no increased risk of infertility or miscarriage, and they stated the benefits of receiving a COVID-19 vaccine outweigh any known or potential risks of vaccination during pregnancy. The most recent data shows only around 23% of pregnant women had received at least one COVID-19 vaccine dose. The Taliban has taken control of the city of Kandahar, Afghanistan's second largest city. That happened as the U.S. is sending another 3,000 troops to Afghanistan to assist with the evacuation efforts of State Department personnel. The Taliban now controls two-thirds of the country. The U.S. Census Bureau has started sharing its findings. The biggest takeaway, America is more diverse. The white population has declined since 2010. 
The African-American population grew by 5.6% during the past decade. The Asian population grew by 35%. More people are also moving to the South and West. All 50 states will use the new data to adjust their congressional and district lines for state legislatures. Overnight, the FDA made it official and decided to allow a third dose of the COVID-19 vaccine for people who got the Moderna or Pfizer shot. Next, the CDC has to authorize moving forward with the recommendation. Dr. Anthony Fauci agrees that an additional vaccine dose is needed for people who have compromised immune systems. Hey, um, is it, who's gotten anybody snuck in and got a third dose? Any? any yeah. <laughs> they, they're not going to raise their hand if they did. But, you know, a lot of folks are actually sneaking in because in a lot of cases, well, I wouldn't say sneaking in because what happens basically is a lot of these uh, a lot of these pharmacies are throwing a lot of these uh, vaccine shots away. So, um, you know, I know I heard a guy talk about the fact that he went in and he needed a third dose because he has a you know, problem with his immune system. And um, he didn't tell the pharmacist that he had already had his his two doses, but they were about to throw them away. So, you know, dilemma. But I mean, you know, you got to think about what was it was it right? You know, but again, he had to do what he had to do. We're throwing away millions of bottles of vaccine. But um, Harold Michael Harvey's here and and I invited him on. Um, and, and you can grab that mic, Mr. Harvey. You can hold it. As a matter of fact, just go ahead and, and just pull it out here. It ain't that. You got to turn it on, Mr. Church. Don't be the man in the church who don't know how to turn the mic on. Uh, go ahead, say. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it was already There you go. Okay. But um, I invited Mr. Harvey on, Harold uh, Michael on, because, um, you know, one of the things we talked about is Afghanistan. And, and we don't do international politics typically on this show. But how many of y'all heard of something about Afghanistan in the news today? Just a show of hands. I'm, I'm curious. You, you know, anybody here? Well, you know, if you this war has been going on for 20 years. Uh, Vi uh, is a military vet. You heard he's 30 years in. Uh, the question is because as soon as we're leaving, the Taliban already has two thirds of the country taken back. And what's Kandahar? They they just took that over. There's one city, one main city left, and they're currently negotiating to take over that city. Candidly, uh, Mr. Harvey, what do you think? I've got my opinion, but what, what are your thoughts? And just speaking to that. Well, I tell you, I, I tend to look at these events <clears throat> based on what's in the best interest of our community. And what I believe is, is that the next time the government comes and tell you that they want to go somewhere to prop up to create democracy in some faraway place that has never had a democratic system, you should, um, it should be, an, what's happening today should be an object lesson to us. Yeah. To not allow the government to whip you, you up into to some fervor um, that uh, will enable them to send young men and women uh, across the globe in order to die and fight for a cause that whenever they want to pack up and leave, they just pack up and leave. And no matter the sacrifice, the uh, wounded, the deaths, uh, no matter the cost, they just pack up and leave. So um, 
that's one thing I believe. And then when you go back 20 years, you say, what would make America think that they could take democracy to a place that has always since before Christ was ruled by warlords? Hmm. They've yeah. never had a European style uh, democratic system or governmental system. And so the Americans with their arrogance uh, believe that they could go in there and create a European style government in Afghanistan. When you say that the Afghanistans have taken it over, what well, was always their country? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't ours, didn't have any business being there. And I, I say that with not any disrespect to anyone who served, who fought. But the next time your government comes, whether that's five years down the road, two years down the road, 20 years down the road, I may not be here. But don't let them whip you up into a fervent that to the extent that you say it is my patriotic duty to go and bring something to somebody else mm -hmm. that you don't even have here in this country right here. And I, you know what, I'm going to keep it. I'll keep it real simple. OK, um, the top if you look at the top seven richest counties in America. Three to four are right around D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and right on the and some live in D.C. You know why? Because this 20 year war then funded people's 401k. It has sent people's kids to private school. It has funded some some Bentleys, some some Benzes. What's that song? The Bentleys. Ben <laughs> no, but but I'm, I'm here to tell you it has it, it has been money. And, and you mentioned another thing. Um, it's also a situation where um, poppy fields, well, you know, you've got you've got poppy fields just like in, in Vietnam. You know, you, if y'all saw American Gangster, <laughs> you know, you, you saw Frank, you know, I mean, when they get to a point, it becomes commerce. And I just look at the fact that you got the top five or out of, out of 10 counties, the richest counties, the majority of them are right around Maryland, D.C. And, and, and that's because, you know, it's funding people's, you know, they put these uh, the military in there to price. It's, it's just all right for y'all. I know y'all like what they just do. But. Any Mike Glenn was here for just a sports analogy. I'm gonna give you a sports analogy. Okay. Um, y'all in the Chicago, Chicago Bulls, you remember Jordan? Okay. It's like the Chicago Bulls without Michael Jordan. What happened the year after Jordan left to the Chicago Bulls? America was the was Michael Jordan. They came in, did their thing, and then when you took Mike, when you took Mike Jordan with America out of Afghanistan, that's it. They ain't on that level. So I'm not surprised. And but but, you know, for 20 years, we've been funding, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely has funded a lot of a lot of folks. One more thing, Mr. Harvey, I want to get Vi's opinion, too. Let, let, let's get Vi and we'll come back to you. Vi, what are your thoughts? Because Vi was military. Yeah, it feels like it's a waste. You got all these soldiers that went over there and died. Yeah. For what? Because mm -hmm. they gave it. We went over there to take to, like you said, set up a government. And now we just. It's like being a, we didn't win, yeah. we just left. No. So all the soldiers went there died for no reason. And that's why a lot of soldiers are upset about it. Said, why do we go over there? Yeah, my friends. I messed up, I lost my friends. And, you know, it's just it's like, it's like a waste now. Yeah. yeah. Because we didn't, we didn't accomplish anything. Any thoughts, Tanya B? No thoughts. Okay. Uh, any any thoughts from the crowd? Y'all got anything? I know y'all got something to say, but, but, but one more, one more, one more moment. We're going to move uh, on this, but, 
But one, just just one more, Mr. Harvey, because we got something else to talk about as well. You always have to keep in mind. Like that. And okay, Dub, you got the mic. All wars, <laughs> all wars, are about the control of natural resources. Okay, so yep. the government has a reason to go somewhere away from here to take control of a natural resource in order to get their uh, citizenry to buy into that war, they they create, um, they tell you, you gotta hate somebody in that country to give them justification to go over there. Yeah. So the natural resource in this instance uh, is poppy. So now, um, after the um, the uh, this the pandemic with this opioid pandemic that it has literally wiped out not our community that's what crack did to us in the eighties and the nineties yeah so the, the opioid situation has wiped out their communities and now there's this big push to uh, shut down uh, opium okay so now so what does the government do? Yeah. We no longer want to control that trade because we want to stop the flow of poppy into this country because the black kids are not <laughs> using it. The white kids, are our, our grandchildren are using our children, our grandchildren. That's what they say. So now it's time to stop the uh, importation of poppy into the country. So the U.S. has no reason to be there because that is not that uh, need to control that natural resource. I don't care where the disturbance is. You look to see whatever it is that that country produces and uh, a Western power wants control of that asset, that assets. Mm -hmm. Amen. So that, that, that's the deal. So I, I'm not getting too upset about what I hear the news media talk about. Um, we leave in and they're taking over. Well, it's their country. We had no business over there in the first place, and I'm sorry for my uh, fellow citizens who who went into the war and who didn't come back home or who came back physically and mentally um, uh, abused. Um, but we have to get smart as a community, uh, you know. And and so when the next time the government comes, I'm gonna leave yeah. you with this thought: the next time the government comes and tells you that somebody that you don't even know, remember Muhammad Ali. He said, Viet Cong never done anything to me. So you, you just remember Muhammad Ali the next time the government asks you to hate somebody and go, you know, several uh, thousand miles, 100,000 miles away from your home um, to uh, bring something to somebody that, you know, we really don't have here. Amen. So, Amen. Good stuff. Go. Good stuff. Y'all give it up for Harold Michael Harvey. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what, um, KW, you have any thoughts, man? I mean, you're there, Dave. Oh yeah, I, I, I agree with him wholeheartedly. I remember when uh when the nine one one attack, but all of a sudden, uh, uh, a baby bush or younger bush went for, but something I seen where they said the opioids and the poppy was really big over in the Middle East, and yeah. it just clicked with me right then. That's what they want to control. Yeah. yeah. So real, so real. And Mike Bland is Mike Bland. I, I use my Michael Jordan analogy. They they took Michael Jordan out of the U.S. out of Afghanistan. What happened? What happened to Chicago after Michael Jordan left? Quickly, downhill quickly. So, I, yes, sir, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one one more thing I want to ask about uh, mask mandates. Um, 
and, and especially in schools. And, and, and Fran, uh, I want to say, you know, Faith, Family and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Fran is, is uh, one of our podcasters in the building today. And, um, you know, it, it's unfortunate. I mean, I've got a, I've got a Gen Z uh, who, who's in school. And the first day you look around and uh, you've got a mix of kids wearing masks and kids not wearing masks. And now suddenly, I guess people, especially in Georgia, a lot of the counties are saying, um, you know, basically you have to wear a mask. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but recently Fulton County here in Georgia, you know, our podcast goes out to multiple countries. Um, but in Fulton County, there is a whole campus dedicated to the maskless. So what's that about? I mean, why? I mean, in Monroe County, there were some parents just about a couple of days on 13 WMAZ, and they were just arguing and fussing that their children should not have to wear a mask. Um, but that's crazy. I mean, all you have to do is wear a mask, and it's so bad the anti-maskers that they have to open up their own their home campus. Well, let them have. <laughs> they say let them have. <laughs> uh, any, I mean, friend, come on. You know, I'm, I'm just gonna pass. Come on, pass. Friend, come up for a minute. I'm gonna pass you the mic. Just wanna get your thoughts real quick. And you ain't got you ain't got to come on camera if you, I don't wanna get you in trouble. But still, it don't matter, sugar. <laughs> she, I mean, Fran is one of my podcasters. I do her show every week. And, you know, you could tell teachers because they like talking to the students. Oh, baby, don't worry. Just sit over there in the corner. Finish. You know, that's the way she is. She'll send me a podcast. Oh, I got, but tell me about the. you're in Fulton County. Fulton County. And um, are the majority of your students wearing masks? By the way, just hold that mic up to you. It is mandatory. It's oh. mandatory at our school. Okay. Or it's mandatory in Fulton County, at least in the Southern re Southern District. Have you had any parents push back? No parents have pushed back as far as I know. Okay. From yeah. our school. What's the, um, what's the ethnic ratio in where you are? Um, it's predominantly African-American. Who said it? Yeah. You said that's, that's, that's it. why. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, it's predominantly African-American people. And I've had no parent pushback or yeah. no parental pushback. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm struggling with the understanding of why any parents would be saying yeah. we don't want our children to wear a mask, mm -hmm. unmask our children. Right. Right. Because based on what we've seen with the statistics, um, this is starting to affect children yeah. more rapidly than it did. Uh, the COVID-19 of 2020 didn't really bother children too much, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. wasn't in the in the younger people. And now they can only get vaccinated above 12. Yeah. Well, we teach children in middle school and elementary school that can't even become vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. So I'm struggling with understanding why parents. But then again, African-American parents are pretty much on board. I've seen a few African-American parents on. Uh, Amen. Corner over here. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> on on. You know, on television saying we should have the right. You yeah. should have the right. But when that right infringes upon the rights of everyone else yeah, publicly, so you can, with all due respect, take your children home and teach them. Yeah. Right. yeah. Homeschool. Y'all give it up. Y'all give it up for Fran. Good points. Good points. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts from the panel, y'all? Um, I'll give it back to you. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh-oh. I just think that when you, you know, you look at the numbers and I read that uh, these children went back to school August 2nd and by August 9th, seven days later, 
almost 1,000 children were diagnosed with COVID. Yeah. To me, it's not rocket science. Yeah. So yeah. Th- those parents that don't want to protect their children. Yeah, so true. You know, and themselves. You know, I have a segment in my tea where I give people an award for being dumb, donkey, stupid. And if you don't want to protect your children, then mm-hmm. I think you are dumb, donkey, stupid. Yeah, so true. And, I, and I'll tell you, we, we do the podcast. We're doing the podcast now. We're maskless because we're sitting in kind of stationary. But when we go out, we put our mask on. Um, and, um, you know, and here at the Apex Museum, it, it's a requirement that, that masks are worn. All right, y'all. So um, I, I just want to anything at Mr. Harvey. Uh, you know, I, I just wanted to the points that, that were made, uh, you know, again, thank you, Syracuse Mike, for the news. We're going to get into Tanya B's tea in just a minute. But I do one more thing because I bought you. How many city of Atlanta, folks? Anybody in the city of Atlanta? Clayco, Clayco. Um, and most of you are in the county. But but we talk about the Atlanta mayoral race because it's so important to the city, the state of Georgia and even the region. Uh, Mr. Harvey's wrote in some excellent, uh, excellent. Uh, essays on uh, on in the mayoral race. And, and just in, in, in a minute, quick minute, from the last time you were on the show, have you seen any changes? And hold that mic up and speak. Um, yeah, it looks like the other uh, candidates in the race are ganging up on Kasim Reed. Um, and I did see a Kasim sign today when I was well, coming in. Uh, they're all in my neighborhood now. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I'm in the, the Cascade uh, Corridor. Uh, and um, I noticed uh, I noticed this weekend that uh, the number of his signs has uh, greatly increased. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so he's he's beginning to um, um, to put on a robust campaign. But the other uh, top candidates in the race vying for that position mm-hmm. have decided to gang up on him and hit him across the head with allegations uh, mostly media allegations at yeah. this point of some kind of wrongdoing. And, and of course, if you've lived in the area for the last five, four years, you know that during his um, term as mayor, a number of officials in his administration um, got caught with their hands in the till, and some are actually serving uh, jail time now, and, and there are others uh, to be prosecuted. Let, let me ask you, and I want to get to another point. This weekend, Friday, we had uh, a kidnapping. I don't know if you're aware in, in the news here in Atlanta, um, a young, another waitress at a bar was kidnapped. She was uh, at Grant Park in the Grant Park area of Atlanta, going into her home, um, kidnapped. Uh, they had an APB out. They found her body. Uh, she was killed. Uh, we had a woman, uh, I guess a month, within a month, about a month ago, yeah. who was murdered at Piedmont Park. Um, crime in Atlanta uh, is bad. I mean, and it's bad in a lot of places. It's been bad in Chicago. Uh, you've had issues. Of course, New York has issues. Um, but but the bottom line right now is, um, I think, and I'll say this, I think crime is going to be the determining factor in who gets elected. If, well, if, if there is not a crime plan um, then I don't think that because I think people are afraid. I, I mean, I truly think people. I mean, you know, it depends on where you are. I mean, if if you're in the hood and it's happening, uh, you know, everybody knows there's a gang problem. You know, we talk. I mean, you guys. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm South Side. I mean, we got some Clayco folks here. Anybody South Side in the building? Raise your hand. Uh, you know, we've had because of um, 
a lot of the projects that were torn down in the ATL. I mean, Vi, you remember coming into East Point, um, you know, and a lot of the projects that were shut down, closed, you know, people navigated there when when Katrina hit. Uh, um, the majority of the people who came in from New Orleans got displaced. They they shoved them to the south side. So a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, are displaced, living on vouchers, handling dealing with the um, eviction. Uh, there's a lot of issues in mm -hmm. the air. Yeah, yeah, and, and say come on, come in, come in, Marvin. Yeah, kind of go ahead, Marvin. Come Marvin, real quick. Mar Marvin, what would you say, Marvin? Go ahead. I said I don't think it's a COVID nineteen situation. Um, crime was here before the pandemic. Yeah. I think it's going to be here after the pandemic. I think it's just the funding. You take some of this funding from police officers, put yeah. that in the neighborhood, give more activities for the kids, and I think they'll see a change. Yeah, good deal. Give it up for Marvin, y'all. Appreciate you. See, it pays to bring Marvin with you, uh, Tanya B. Always. But that's my thought. And, and it's, just, a good, it's a good thought. And in and, and, and 30 seconds, real quick, um, the last thing that's on your mind right now, um, right a minute. Well, what's I, on your mind right now, Mr. Harvey, when you look at what's going on in America right now? Uh, you're an author, uh, pundit politically. But what's what's on your mind as a man of a certain age lived your life watching what's going on in America right now? What do you, what do you think about? Hold that mic up. We'll definitely hear you. A uh, man of a certain age. <laughs> um, in, in fact, I'll um, in October, hmm. uh, I'll enter my seventh decade on the planet. I'll give it up. Yeah. yeah. I, so, so I go out in the afternoon. And you know what? I saw I saw him on on, on IG hooping. Yeah. Uh, so you know, That's I hope I'm hooping at seven. <laughs> Don't look like it. <laughs> go ahead. Um, you know, I, I guess being of a certain age of what I've seen, mm -hmm. I was born uh, at a time where I could see the last half of the of the 20th century. Yeah, I saw the last half of the 20th century unfold, and we are now in 21 years in the 21st century. So I think what what bothers me or what concerns me uh, is that life as we uh, have known it. Um, has changed and and that life will not come back again. So there's a new normal settling in. I don't know right now what that new normal is because it has not uh, settled in, but uh, life as we knew it pre-pandemic mm -hmm. um, is past. Yeah. And so we're headed into some new dispensation and um, and what that dispensation is is yet to um, to uh, declare itself. Good deal. Y'all give it up for Harold Michael Harvey. Yes. Thank you so much. Now you want to, you can hang up here with us or, or all right. Good deal. Good deal. Um, I'm going to put this back right here. Some more music. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So he said he hopes there's some more music. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. Y'all know what we do this time every week. Uh, she's in the building and um, we do tea. Um, and, and after that, uh, we've got some, some folks I want to bring up. Uh, some of our sponsors are here uh, before we wrap up the show. But Tanya B, y'all give it up right now before she even gets started. Tanya B. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I told Tanya. This is what I told Tanya B. I said, Tanya B, you know we're going to be live. Okay. Don't say nothing and have people wait for you in the parking lot. 
Please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you heard me, K Dub, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I thought I was ruthless till I started listening I said, to her. I was like, I said, don't, don't say nothing about these people. And they got my tag. <laughs> like, what, do you, what do I mean? <laughs> do you, do you, Tiny B? Do you? <laughs> All right, y'all. Let, let, let's go ahead and, and, and let's just do it. Here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, so you ready, Tiny B? All right, I got it. I got to do you right. Here we go. Now then, children, it's time for tea. It's tea time, y'all. Sip in the tea with Tanya B. Grab that mic, Tanya B. I got my mic great, like pretty. Okay, now, now we've gotten the, you know, the political stuff and we got the serious stuff out the way. And if you know me, you know I like to have a good time. So get ready to kiki and cackle. Think I want to give you a little injection of Yuma. And baby, if you know me, I am a uh, low fielded individuals. So I just mm-hmm. real. <laughs> and it, 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 I don't make the news. I just report it. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you may have been to a revival, but now it is time for the reunion. Yo, and, hey, just a moment of silence as she says this next story. Do it, do it loud, Tanya B, because I I need to hear this. <laughs> Come on, I'll just say bring, this. don't don't bring it light. Don't be bringing uh-huh. it. I just wasn't. I told you to take that five hour. I told you to take that five hour. No, no, look, I have no sleep. (laughs) This is my favorite story, y'all. And that's why I'm stopping. Let me turn the music down. Let me me, me turn the music down. Okay. Those of you of a certain age, if I say, if the music feels good to you, baby, let me hear you say, uh, 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 baby, baby. because it feels good. Ah, yeah. Anyway, so you know what I'm talking about. Act like you don't know. Uh, finally, after way too long, the original members of Tony, 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 that is Raphael Sadiq. What you say? The original <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again, and they're going to do it again. Raphael Sadiq, his brother Dwayne Wiggins, and their cousin Timothy Christian are yes. finally, they have finally seen the light. They're going to get Anybody else together. happy about that? Yeah. 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 Look, we just talking about them. Look, hey, look, y'all let me, I couldn't get Lionel Richie back. To the Commodores. Oh God! <laughs> Thank you. Come on, give me something. Give me a win in the nineties. Go ahead. Oh, but, you know, and they were one of the last bands of the nineties. You yes. had the Tonys, and you had Mint Condition. Now you don't have bands anymore. They played right. the instruments, they wrote the music, and I think you know it's our anniversary. They were raised in Southern California. Take mm-hmm. uh, little Walter. It feels mm-hmm. good. Baby um, doll. Down, let's Baby get doll. down. Let's get down. So all the all the. I mean, songs. wait a minute. Let me see this crowd. How many of y'all remember Tony? 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 Let me wait, see a show of hands. Anybody um listening to the music in the nineties? Oh, were you two? Oh, I was not too in the 90s. I was in my teens, early 20s. Because every time we talk about music, it's, it's a running game. But y'all, I'm ha- I'm, I mean, really, and I know people out virtually say, what? what's up with this dude? I'm looking forward to it. I am. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you love to see your, your favorite groups with the original people or the original front, yeah. man, because it's no fun. How many, the show of hands, K-Dub, or I'm looking at the crowd, the show of hands of people who have seen a concert without Tony, 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 without Raphael Sadiq. Mm, not me. Yes. And see, it's like, who wants to see a concert 
without Raphael Sadiq and Tony mm, Tony. Mm, mm. You know, even ahead, if it I'm was sorry. just causing Amir, but Amir gets just, to go home now. So they're going to work on some new music. They're going to prepackage and redo some of the classics. And I am here for it. And they just figured it was time to get together. Yes. And they've listened to the fans and the fans want real music. So five on it to the Tonys. All they I do. It. Wait a minute. Can five I do this? Yes, a five All on they it. do is I... Because y'all don't want to cry. Because y'all don't want to clap. I got to hit the fake applause. Okay. The, am I the only one happy up here? I'm about to pass out. I'm happy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. right. Just, I'm the only one in the Tony, Tony, Tony fan club. Okay. Anyway, if you're a fan of Mariah Carey, you know, she had this New York Times bestselling uh, book, The Meaning of Mariah Carey. She is teaming up with the award-winning Lee Daniels to turn that book into a movie. It should be very interesting. Uh -oh. And this is part Lee of Daniels? This is D. Lee Daniels. Um, they, went, they did Precious together, and Mariah was also in the book. Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. And right. uh, this is Good part day. of her MC30 celebration, so she's working on another new album. All right, I'm going to give her up some right there, too. Uh -huh. And you can also expect... Oh, see, the fake crowd got them going. Okay, you can also expect <laughs> another Mariah Christmas they say on, I am, on man. Apple TV. Okay, <laughs> now we got to go to the prayer list. We have prayer a celebrity list. prayer list. Okay. Silence. Hmm. Okay, uh, prayers up to Sheila E. You know, she's battling COVID and having a really mm. hard time. But when you're a musician, it affects your lungs. Some people never get their, their voice back at all. So she's struggling with that. We got to uh, call uh, Usher Board number two and, and um, Ms. Jenkins on Jaheim. He is all up and through Atlanta, allegedly, uh, with his uh, major mental health issues. And he's just struggling. He's talking crazy, looking crazy, acting crazy. And don't be surprised if he is your Uber driver once again. Uh, he's waiting okay. for you in the parking lot. Jaheim? <laughs> yes, as in what a waste of talent. What a waste of talent, I tell you. Yes. Put that He's gonna be your Uber driver. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. I don't know if you want that. Uh, and then I, I want to say rest <laughs> in peace. There's a young man who was one of the major producers of all the great 90s music. His name is Chucky Thompson. Amen. He died uh, last week from COVID again. So this Delta variant is real, y'all. You think I'm playing? Uh ask Chucky Thompson. Um he gave us great music. All the uh, 90s music you heard out of Bad Boy with Puffy and Faith Evans and Biggie. Uh, Mary yeah, Mary J. Yeah. Blige, Usher, MC like that was all Chucky Thompson. And, you know, he will be missed by fans, family and just, you know, people who were fans of his music. And think of the 90s, how, how all that hot music of the 90s, a lot of that he was responsible for. Mr. Harvey, were you listening? In the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, you okay. See? Uh, see? Okay. Okay. Uh, I want to stop right here and just say uh, five on to Josh G. And this is why, you know, here at the uh, podcast. Y'all give it up for Josh G. Yeah. We, no, we don't just talk about it. We act on it. We support um, African-American owned entrepreneurs and their businesses. And um, I'm happy to announce that he's got his uh, line, Hustle Hard at Logo, placed in a store called Blamazon. It's in a mall at 550 Pleasant Hill Road in Lilburn, Georgia. So hmm. all of these uh, uh, creators of African-American descent entrepreneurs have uh, a place to hey, sell. In can I make a quick announcement in the building? Y'all know uh, in the house, Dip, Dip Baby, Dip Baby, Poker Jones is in the building. Okay, where you at? Let me th throw your hand. That, yo! Dip, baby, dip. Dip. <laughs> dip, baby, dip. What's up, man? Got his kids here. Y'all give it up for me. See, everybody looking around like, damn, he just showed up? Okay. Yeah, man. Thank you, man, for coming. Appreciate you. Masked up and everything. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Got his kids. How, how old are they, Poker? Huh? Three and five. Excellent, man. Where you living? Where you living at? And wherever they Oh, 
Another clay, me. clay can pole? I, can I finish my tea, please? Yeah, but poker in the building. Okay, I gotta you. say, what's up, the poker? I'm just saying, I'm talking. Okay. And she, I'm sorry. At home, we don't, <laughs> we don't know how to act because we, we, we don't do. We, do. we never do video. We do. We're an audio podcast. Don't bring we don't never up do. In here. So y'all looking at us like, yes, like an old married. Yeah, we are. Like an okay. old married couple. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, we again with this whole thing with the Delta variant, a lot of festivals are poker. Thank you, man. Are being canceled. <laughs> the the legendary New Orleans Jazz and Blues Festival has been canceled for 2021, as has LA's Taste of Soul. Dang. And a lot of artists that uh, had these Las Vegas residencies, they may be cut short. And Earth, Wind, and Fire is in the midst of a sold out residency in Las Vegas. Wow. Do you know they've added a new singer to the band, um, New Orleans' own Lucky Day? Who's written for oh, lucky like, day, y'all. Yeah. Y'all give it up. LMA, Jay Blige, a lot that of is real. Um, he's joined the band. They what a choice. A, they're dropping new music. The song is called You Want My Love, but it for really real. I mean, let me let me see the show of hands. Y'all know Lucky Day? Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I gotta check into him. Yeah, yeah, but I'm 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 gonna tell you. Uh, four time Grammy nominee. Yeah. He, he's a real deal. He is a real deal. So he's joined the band. Awesome. And, uh, I saw the picture. I didn't know who that yeah, was. New music is coming yeah. from Earth, Wind and Fire in a few weeks. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, okay, now we go to the dumb donkey of the week. Oh. First one, <laughs> the first one is Ara Kelly. You know, he's been upset because he says he's gained so much weight and veiling his clothes don't fit anymore, but he can just wear his orange jumpsuit. But nobody, you know what? After COVID, though, I kind of understand. <laughs> You've been wearing. You don't understand. Oh yeah. Okay, Bernie. Not Mac. the orange jumpsuit. So okay. I don't understand. Okay. Well. No, 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 no. He's good in orange. Don't get it uh, twisted. And uh, the jury has been selected: an anonymous jury of seven men and five women who will be sequestered. Uh, they're going to sit and decide if he's guilty of sex trafficking and racketeering. Wow. And the trial actually starts tomorrow. I'm sorry, Tuesday. And uh, it's supposed to last at least two months, probably longer. But can you imagine the zoo is going to be outside that courtroom? And if they allow cameras in there. But let me tell you, let me tell you something. What's up? Allegedly, allegedly, um, two things are going to be mentioned during the trial. One is Aaliyah, who will be referred to as Jane Doe number one. Oh, allegedly. And then you have R. Kelly and the boys, allegedly. And then you also have. Uh, <laughs> uh, I told y'all that's that's why I told us. Look. Mm-hmm. OK. And so security. Uh, OK. Yeah. And now uh, our other dumb donkeys and they just dumb donkey soup. There's no other way. Is no allegedly, and it's just my opinion. I'm just a little brown girl no, from Boston cool. with an opinion cool. and a big mouth. Um, Nick Cannon, who said that um, he doesn't believe in monogamy, not one girl, one guy. And these women that had these babies, all four or five of them, he's got seven kids. I'm telling you, there will be an eighth before the end of this year. He said that they want. Wait a minute, do you know? He said he said allegedly. Don't look over here. Allegedly, um, <laughs> that's why the fans aren't over there. Uh, and and. He said they wanted to have babies. He said that he does use birth control. I don't know when, but that's what he said. Um, and oh, this is the old please side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but wait, there's more. You know this rapper Future who just has baby after baby after baby. Now wait a minute, is Future in Atlanta too? <laughs> but, yeah. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Now, can we get know, out of? Can we leave Auburn Avenue before? You? Oh, go ahead. You know he's got nine kids, but check this out. Yeah. And this is not a legend. He's expecting three more children. He's going to have hood triplets. Twelve? He's hood triplets. He's got this uh, 
Afro, this uh, European woman who sells real estate in Atlanta, she's having a baby. Then he wow. tried to do the Rick James and had a threesome with two strippers and both and got both of them pregnant. So he's going to have um, oh, he Lord. uses hypnotizer. And by the end of this year, he will have 12 children. Now, what he does, he'll have them. What he does not have is a hit record, nor does he have the, the touring revenue that most rappers would have if they were out and able to work. Hey, Mike. So. Child support. Child support going to tear his ass up. <laughs> I'm almost done, but wait, there's more. So here's Lord. this man who was really just a sperm donor, um, renting a two-bedroom, and one of those bedrooms he has to uh, give to his manager rent-free because he can't afford to pay him. So he renting that. He got the fake juries, and then, oh. but wait, and then he has the audacity, the nerve, and the gall, allegedly to I'm text, a text to text to uh, Leo and bring it. My attorney's here. Uh, Richard Wilson, attorney, outlaw, and still hey, hey, wait, and they brought the ice. Thank you. So if you have a attorney Wilson, thank you very much for the ice again. She may need now, to get you out of the building tonight. I'm, you know what? <laughs> you don't beat? come for me unless I send you. But let me tell you this. Wait a minute. If you come for the queen, what? you better not miss. Okay. okay. But here's the other Good. thing. Now, future. Now, you know, you decide to 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 bear back these women and, women and have these babies. But then, do you know, send a text to his eight-year-old son and call his mama a word that rhymes with more. I'm like, you, of all people, need to be calling anybody anything. He needs to wrap it up, tie it up. And I guess he and Nick Cannon are in a competition for who can have um, the, the most kids for the 2049, 20, no, the 2050 Olympics. They can have a basketball team. Wow. wow. Tell me what you got next. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, oh, you want more? No, because no, I was I was going to ask anybody. Has anybody in the building seen Aretha yet? The movie. I have. Well, I mean, it, well, it, let me it, say this. It uh, looks like it's going to finish third. Um, it may. I mean, people yeah, it's still, finishing third. It came out on Friday the thirteenth. But yeah. here's a gag, and I think this is really cool. And you know that Aretha Franklin personally told Jennifer, "You claim me, you better win an Oscar." Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you go back and you look at Good Morning America, the footage of when she. Uh, did the uh, medley of hits from the movie. Yeah. The guitar player in the band is Aretha Franklin's son, Eddie, who played with her for years and years. So she's she's paying it forward. So I can't be mad at her. Yeah, I can't either. You know, I think I may just, uh, you know, take the five hour and put my double up on my mask and go to the movies and just support. I was going to go. I was going to go and do my typical review. But, you know, I had to do the show this week. So I wanted mm -hmm. to, you know, be uh, halfway decent on camera, you know, instead of passing out. But, but um. You know, you can also you can support what? the soundtracks. I am. I mean, I'm going to see it, and, and I'll give you all the review next week. I'm surprised so. you didn't see it already, Tommy B. Yeah, I've seen because you know, I I I take the I take the hit for the team. If you listen to the show, I binge everything. Uh, so uh, you know, but I'm still I'm still watching. I'm still watching. Nobody else watches. Well, here's here's what's on my my watch list. I'm still watching uh, Ted Lasso. I don't know nobody out here watch Ted Lasso. Hey, and I get, that is funny. It I, is funny. I like Jason Schmigadoon. I'm still watching Schmigadoon. I can't, I can't. I can't the shy, I can't. the shy is is over for this season. The shy, you how about how about the Auburn Avenue? How about the SWAT? You got that right now. No, no, no. But the oh, shy. Okay. But but um, thank you, Tanya B, for the allegedly. tea. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> and y'all give it up for Tanya B and the tea. Yeah. Um, you know, y'all. I I do want to. As a matter of fact, um, Mr. Glenn, come come on up, Mr. Glenn. Um, y'all give it up for the stinger, Mike Glenn. I'm going to stand next to him. Back in the day, I could have taken you, man. I could have taken you. I could have been a contender. 
and, and a fellow Georgian as well. You can you want to hold yeah. that? Okay, I, I'll hold that to you. Okay. And um, you know, Mike Glenn still doing uh, Fox Sports uh, for the Atlanta Hawks as well. Is yeah, that right? I did that last season, and um, nobody knows what's going to happen in this yeah. coming season. So but true. I did some last season. Yes. And and the the beautiful thing, y'all, uh, that I found out. First of all, let me say he's a Georgian native absolutely um, wrong georgia un unfortunately from the same place as green spring, somebody <laughs> knows the rest of the story <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> thank you, thank you. i'm not i'm not gonna say marjorie taylor green oh while you're standing right here thank you, in rome i'm not thank gonna you, mess sir. with you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you but um but, but i will say this um i found out a total different side of this man uh and and you need to go to his website mm -hmm. He collects black history like nobody. <laughs> you know, you. we are at the Apex Museum, and I, I just want to y'all y'all give it up for Mike Glenn. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, what I'm talking about. That's his, what's his, his collection. What well, tell, tell people your collection? This is you well, keep the, it's in your home. Well, I don't want to say in your home because we might have that's some. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Visitors, visitors. Yes, 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 yes. Everybody no, may not. Uh, yeah, you know. Well, I started out as a book collector, and yes. my mentor is Charles Bloxon from uh, Temple University, and uh, so I've er, I've collected thousands of first edition African American books. I still own thousands of those, but I also collect newspapers and magazines as well. So I have so many uh, magazines and newspapers that are framed and I've done over 35 exhibits all across the country as far as New Mexico, California, New York, and various other states. Yo, give, give it up for that because I will tell you, uh, and, and I want to thank, you know, Mike Austin hit me to yes. it. Um, and he sent me the link okay. to your YouTube page. Yes, yes. And you were talking about poetry. Yes. And, and you know, and, and you know, I, it, it's just like, y'all ain't gonna never see a commercial with Charles, Bar Charles Barkley talking about poetry and Paul <laughs> Lawrence Dunbar, you know, ain't, you know, ain't gonna happen. Uh, Maybe uh, Kenny Smith. Paul Lawrence, right? well, Paul Lawrence who? Yeah, they know how. They know how. They know how. But I, I gotta say, uh, that, I was impressed. Thank you. Just by the depth. And um, what's your favorite collect? What's your fa in your collection? What's your favorite? Thing? Uh, my very favorite book is Narrative of the Life of Frederick Douglass, which was written in 1845. So obviously, I have a first edition copies mm. of that book. Okay. And somebody said at that time it was the best book ever printed on an American press and the most important. I second that and think it was just a phenomenal book that is just as relevant today mm -hmm. as it was in 1845. I think that is, I own Phyllis Wheatley's first edition book also, wow. poems on various subjects, religious and moral, done in 1773. Uh, so those are my two favorites, but I must admit, I like the Frederick Douglass book a little bit more. Excellent, excellent. You also, um, I don't know if you mentioned something about Lift Every Voice and Sing. Mm -hmm. What's that? <laughs> how many? What did he say? What did he, he say? said? How many people own books from that era? That old? That yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, but, <laughs> good, good, yeah. So Enjoy. other narratives too. A lot of Equiano. I have some others from the 1700s as well. Wow. So. So do you have uh, you mentioned I don't know if you had a copy of Lift Every Voice and Sing. Mm -hmm. You were talking about um, was it uh, James, I, Weldon, James Johnson Weldon Johnson and his brother. Who, you have uh, a manuscript 
or do you have a book related with, with that? Uh, yeah, it's been several books that I have several books related to that. And James Weldon Johnson, of course, was a prolific author as well. Mm -hmm. So I have his autobiography and several other books that he wrote. He was a tremendous individual was James Weldon Johnson. Yes, and letter he wrote as well. I have that also in my collection. Man, I'm tripping because I just thought you were the stinger, man. I just thought, you know, post up. That's what I'm saying. I just thought rebound, shoot. <laughs> the other thing is, uh, you know, I, I still rec uh, commend you on the work you've done. I've always known you to do work for the deaf. Thank you. Your deaf camp yes, here in, in the city, yes, in the sir. state. Absolutely. Uh, your father. Right, right. Uh, yeah. uh, coached. Yes. The, the deaf. A little bit more about. Absolutely. Dad started the sports program at Georgia School for the Deaf in 1951 when they had separate campuses, even for deaf kids, a white deaf school and a black deaf school, started the black program there and coached every sport they had. And he did that for 20 years. And at the end of each year, the principal, Mr. Purdue, would just say, Coach Glenn, you did a good job. And that's the only thanks he got for those 20 years wow. of working and coaching every sport. But he told him, you can take your son with you. So I hung with dad and yeah. they taught me how to play ball and how to use sign language. And uh, I've had a basketball camp now for 41 wow. years. Wow. Y'all give it up. For deaf kids. Yes. Man, but I, I am I am really, um, you know, without a doubt, um, when I look at the Hawks who have come through Atlanta. Yes. And I'm a native. Okay, right on. So some of them ain't come through that well. You know? <laughs> yes. And and you've done just a phenomenal job, man. And, and just keep up the great work. Uh, what's next for you? Well, I, I'm going to do some podcasts. And like you said, the Stinger Mike Glenn experience, which is uh, my YouTube channel. I'm going to do some more podcasts. And we're working now with Mike Austin on doing something in October. It's National Stamp Collecting Month. Wow. And I have stamps collected of African-Americans from the very first all the way through. So probably we'll do something on that next. And in February, we're doing something on black music. So wow. uh, some really exciting things coming. Man, forward. I am just impressed. I'm blown away. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, damn, what yeah. the thing? Yeah. <laughs> and there was so many. No, great, no, really. You you carried yeah. yourself. And there were so many great black musicians in the yeah. 1800s. You know, yeah. people kind of think it started maybe in New Orleans with Louis Armstrong or something like that. But no, <laughs> no, 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 no. There were books. Yeah. Written. Black musicians <laughs> the way back in the 1800s. in Dayton, Ohio. He could hear him. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. But I, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for coming out today. And, and, and man, I, I mean, on a serious tip, y'all agree that we need more people like Mike Glenn, especially yes. like with the Apex Museum. Um, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, support Mike Glenn. I'll make sure the information is on our podcast page as well. And, and I got to say one more thing. Yes. The Hawks for next oh, year. Phenomenal year. Coach Nate McMillan did a fantastic job and they really re-signed all the key players. So we can look for some great things once again. You think from so? Hawks. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yes. Are the Euro, I'm going to say this. Are the Euros going to hit some shots? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we hope they'll Come keep on, hitting man. them consistently. What's his name? It starts with a D. Uh, the, the, uh, he, he, he hurt his knee. Yeah. Uh -huh. What's his name? He, he 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 was a little slack in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and well, and there were some injuries and everything. Yeah. So they had a few challenges in the playoffs, and Trey got injured. Trey got well. injured. But we need the Euros in the playoffs. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. To we be catch and, yes, catch and shoot, catch and shoot, catch and shoot. Thank you, sir. Right. My Thank you so much. I'm gonna give you a yes. Y'all give it up for Mike Glenn in the building. Poker, poker, come up here for a minute, man. Just a quick. You can bring the babies. Bring the babies with you, man.
Bring them babies. Not too close to me, though, because I got them here. Just real quick. Father first, got his father first, man. Just poker jumps. Thank you so much, yeah. man. Then I'm going to hold it right here. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your song, man? You know. Uh, it's actually called Dip Baby, and it's uh, with Austin Entertainment, Mo Money Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Come on over here, over here, just a little bit. I'm gonna come this way, then I'm gonna hold this right there. But uh, but on the real tip, thank you for coming out today. Yeah. Uh, good luck with the single, and I know you're still doing big things. Right. You up there with with Airplay Austin, so oh, I know yeah. you're doing big things. Hey. Thanks for bringing out the kids, man. I just want to get you up here. And the kid, what are, you, what are their names? Just first name, because you know, crazy tell folks. Your, tell them your name. Tell your name. Delilah. Oh, she heard it. What's her name? DJ. Oh, they don't play. Y'all give it up. Say something like this. Thank you for coming out. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. Do me one favor. Just call your local radio station and tell them that, that you want to hear Dip Baby by Polka Jones. Please do that. Please do that. That's Polka Jones. Like, why y'all knew right away? Why y'all? Dip Baby. I did that one. <laughs> Polka, thank you, man. Uh, it's, it's, um, is Dan Moore, is he, is, is Mr. Moore, did we get in before we close? Uh, I just want to bring up Josh from, from, from uh, Hustle Hearted. Josh, come on, come on up here, man. Come on this side, Josh, because I'm going to hold the mic. I got you. my tea. <laughs> a black one. I think like the one he has on. Got to say what's up to my, my virtual folks. Oh, man, y'all give it up. Give it up for Josh in the building. Hustle hard. How long you been in business, man? How long you been in business? Um, I should say we're going on a year now. A year now. A year. And okay. and he's one of our sponsors. Uh, he does shirts. He does designs. Hoodies, uh, sweatshirts, masks, logos, bottles, all of it. All that stuff. Yes, How can people get in touch with you, man? Uh, hustle Hearted. Okay. Logo .com. Okay. We also got a Facebook page. That's Hustle Hearted. Uh, Instagram also. Okay. And we also got a phone number too. Excellent, man. I'm gonna make sure we got it, and it's on our website. And it's on our podcast page as well. Yes, Appreciate you, man. You and your fam. Shout out to your mom. Mom in the house. Okay. All right, mom in the building. Thank you so much. Man, keep keep doing big things, man. Yes, sir. Keep That's doing right. big things. Positive, positive. Mike Austin, man, you gonna come up here? Or no, he went back to get he went back to get. Um also I just want to say um just some parting thoughts. Uh, but but we, we're not gonna go yet, but I do wanna just uh buy, I wanna say thank you, man. Uh, for coming out today and, and driving up. Um, I did want to ask you, uh, because we were talking about Afghanistan and, and some of the other things that are going on, military 30 years, uh, just as, as we as we begin to wrap, I don't I don't want to go without asking you this. You have friends in Afghanistan or were in Afghanistan, right? What's the first thing they said to you about Afghanistan? Well, Afghanistan's like I've done two diplomas in Iraq. Okay. So when we look at Iraq, it's basically you got farmers, regular neighbors trying to be soldiers. Mm -hmm. Afghanistan, you have soldiers, mm -hmm. trained soldiers. Yeah. They call it the stand. In Afghanistan, it's uh, it's rough. Well, you know, they should have learned from they Russia. Asked, Russia said, "We out of here." Yeah. <laughs> Afghanistan, Russia they, said, "We won't have none actually, of this." They were actually trying to take up our base. Yeah, yeah. While yeah. we was there. Yeah. So it was a. Uh, that's why a lot of the soldiers are upset by leaving, because we lost so many people over there. Yeah. Good deal. Good I mean, deal. No one, no one, you know, I'm a military. No one wants to go over there. Yeah. But since you're over there, you want to, you want to think you did something. Yeah. So true. So true. But now you feel like you did nothing. 
Yeah. Because it's going to be worse than it was when we went over there now. Yeah, so true, so true. I think uh, that was Colin Powell told Bush. He said, well, you go over there and know what you're doing. Yeah. Because if you go over there, you're going to basically be there for a long time. You're not going to go and think you're going to leave. Yeah, so true, so true. And now we're going to spend all this time over there, spend all this money over there, and we're going to just... Yeah, we're going to we're just leave. Like, we should, like you said, we should never know the first yeah, I wanted to give Vi's final thoughts before we wrap up this show, because I think this week, as we take the podcast, it's going to be big news. Uh, Dan Moore, Mr. Dan Moore, who's president, CEO of the Apex Museum. Come on up, sir. I just want to just thank you for, you know, for coming, for, for allowing us. Y'all give it up for Dan Moore. Mr. Moore, right over there. He's right in that spot right there, sir. I know it's a mess up here, but we 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 getting through it. But but I, I want to I wanna say, and, and step right over here, sir. Good deal. Yes. I want to say thank you to Mr. Moore, um, because when he first he's you, you've been seeing me kind of lugging stuff in here today and and uh, taking a chance on our podcast, giving us a shot, you know, with Mike, Mike's word to do the taping here today. I just want to say thank you. Y'all give it up for for Mr. Moore first and foremost. But um, in another life, I did radio here in the ATL and um, heard about the Apex when I worked at V103. And um, this, the Apex Museum has been here on Auburn Avenue for how long? About 40 years. 40 years. And what's what's the next step for the Apex? It's a beautiful facility. Uh, I'm telling you, when it was the way we've got the flexibility to come in and set up, it's just perfect for, you know, these types of shows, discussions. Um, but what's the next thing for? for We're working on phase two now, which will be built on the parking lot. It'll be about a 40,000 square foot facility. It will be a walk through history like Epcot Center. We're going to transform you back so you will feel you were there when pyramids are being built. You'll walk through each era of our experience so we can know better how to deal with ourselves in the future. Excellent. Give it up for that. Give it up for that. How, how can we help you realize the dream? How can people help you realize the dream of the Apex? Well, we need volunteers as, as always. We always need financial support. But what we can say is we own the building. We own the land next door. What did you say? One more time. Say that. <laughs> In downtown Atlanta, you what? <laughs> we own the building. Yes. We own the parking lot next door. And we are debt free. Debt free. Oh, it's, it, it, me and Wyatt are looking at each other like, mm, we know some, no, but anyway. It's called But God. Yes, yes, Amen. give it up. But um, that is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Um, how can people connect with the Apex Museum, find out more, and continue to support you and help you go to, get, help the Apex Museum go to the next level? Our website is still up. We are in the process now of being transformed. But it's apexmuseum.org. That's our website. You can see what's on the website and look at what you can do to help. Excellent. Well, I just want to say thank you on behalf of all these fine people here um, because, you know, um, we were trying to get, we couldn't get in Starbucks. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much. That's what he's been telling me all week. I said, hey, thank you, Mr. Moore. He said, as they said, Chick Fil A, my pleasure. But um, <laughs> can you can you say like uh, with McDowell's instead of <laughs> no, just <laughs> okay. But thank you so much. Y'all give it up for Dan Moore, President and CEO. Any any last thing? Any anything you want to say? Yes, we thank you for being here. 
because you are the reason we are here. This is a place where we can learn history. And our first exhibit over here in the corner is called Africa, the Untold Story. It was pounded in my head by Asa Hilliard. He said, whatever you do, never let them begin our history with slavery. So we make sure we go back to ancient Africa first to tell our entire story. Excellent. And I went to school with the Hilliard family in East Point. I do. And I took classes from Asa Hilliard yes. up here at Georgia State University. Yeah. Y'all give it up for Dan Moore. Yeah. Mr. Dan Moore, thank you, sir. I'll let you go through here. Come on. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. Uh, anybody, you know, before we wrap, um, I think I got everybody. Thank you again, F3. Thank you, Kim, for coming. Hustle hearted. Thank you so much. My crew, uh, just thank you for all the folks who are friends of TB, Tanya B. Uh, I just really want to say um, we appreciate the support. Um, if you want to follow us, go to castropolis.net. Uh, there is a uh, a little, uh, what do you call it, QR code. Hold your phone up to the light, I mean, to the code. It'll take you to our podcast page, and you can subscribe and hear our past episodes, and we'll make sure we have. All my folks at home, I'm sorry. I, I just don't do camera well. I'm 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 an audio guy. Um, but But last few thoughts. Tanya B, you know, is doing her thing, mixing and mingling already before we even wrap the show. But I want to uh, just go around the table. Wyo, you got any last thoughts? No, it's just a pleasure to be here, um, you know, in such a cultural atmosphere. And um, I'd like to thank everyone for coming out. And uh, you're almost reaching the 100th show. What, what's yes, the, number what 93. Number 93. It's, we got to do know, something big. Tanya it's real. Big. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just I just appreciate you for for jumping on and and and, and supporting and, and becoming part of the show. It's an honor. If I'm gonna yeah. come back to you, you know I'm coming back to you. So get ready. Uh, Harold Michael Harvey, y'all give it up for Harold Michael Harvey one more time. Uh, Mr. Harvey, any final words? Uh, final word is that um, I'm the author of five books, and three of those books you can purchase at the Apex Museum. So um, you know, I, I want to thank. Um, Mr. Moore for um, uh, accepting my books to sell in his bookstore. So you can get to pick those up here at any time. Come by the museum, take the tour, uh, and leave with a copy of uh, Freaknik Lawyer or My CT Vivian Story. And I believe the second book is The Duke of 18th and Vine, a book on Negro League Baseball. Excellent. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I just want to say to Tanya B, because Tanya B is already doing her thing. Um, I just want to say thanks to everybody one more time, uh, to Lady J and, and uh, Millennial Nick back at my crib at Information Central for helping us uh, navigate the webinar. Uh, for those folks who are checking us out online, thank you so much. Uh, and, and with that, uh, we, gotta, we do on our show, we always end with a benediction. And our benediction is from Vi. So Vi, what you got? Hold that mic up, sir. Oh, you know what? You put the mic down. I'm just going to hold this up to you. How about that? No, no, you hold. No, you go ahead. You read. I'll hold. Okay. The devil wants to steal your hope, and he will lie to you. He tell you nothing good can happen in your life. If you're struggling with a difficult situation, he'll tell you it will never end. But the devil is a liar. God can change everything. Our Father is good. He has good plans for your life. If you maintain your hope, especially in the midst of troubles and uncertain times. He has promised you double for your trouble. So refuse to give up hope. 
Start expecting God to do something good. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 12. Come back to the place of safety, all your prisoners who will still have hope. I will promise this very day that I will pay you two blessings for you each of your troubles. All we're really saying is, no matter how bad your situation is, just have the faith. God will take care of you. He's going to get you through it. Amen. 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 Hey, y'all, with that, with that, Mike Austin, thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> Bro, oh, he, see, he going to hit me. He going to Mike Austin, see, Adamsville, we, we native Atlanta, so he going to hit me on my Grove Park lineage. But that's all right. That's all right, brother. But thank you so much. And, and for all y'all listening, for all y'all back there, uh, with that episode 93, and we are moving closer to 100, is in the can. And we out of here. Peace, y'all. Peace. Enjoy the rest of the show. Enjoy. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.